0: Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm Janet Denton-House and I specialize in helping women who are married to men want and enjoy intimacy more. So if you've ever felt like it was a chore, even though you really love your husband, you are not alone and this is the show for you. Join me as I have open and honest conversations about sex, marriage and everything else in the bedroom. I promise to never tell you to just do it. Spice things up or buy some lingerie. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm Jana, and today we have joining us again Lisa from episode number seven. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. It's good to be back. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited about this conversation because it comes up so often in the work I do with women, and that is about
1: vacation sex. Yes. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, yeah I was just thinking I was, what's the noise I could make that would go with that
0: <laughs> so maybe we should start off with just talking about the whole thing about vacation sex and and what sort of things we hear other women saying what we've experienced things And then we can go into discussing your latest vacation you just came back from. And then maybe I can share a few thoughts about what's worked for me or what's
1: not worked for me uh, recently. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So what? Or not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) listeners. Had to make a pun. Okay. (laughs) A little bit of a spoiler alert. Right? Uh So
0: what have you experienced or what have you heard your friends talk about when it
1: comes to having sex on vacation? Seems like an expectation that everybody is going to have the most amazing sex when you're on vacation.
0: Yeah. And that it's a thing that couples do. I feel like there's a, there's like a thing surrounding it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like, Oh, you're going on vacation. You're going to be so relaxed, and you're just going to be doing it like like little bunnies, like little you know. I don't, I don't know what the phrase would be, but yeah, there seems to be this expectation and assumption that you go on vacation, you have sex.
0: And I don't want to discredit those people who do actually find having vacations to be a good environment to have sex because, yes. you know, away from the kids. If they have children, they're away from the chores, the to-do list, the stressors of life. You get to sort of have this vacation mentality. You're just spending money like crazy. You don't need to worry about right. budget. It's just this magic that surrounds vacations. It's almost like an alternate reality. So I don't want to discredit anyone's experience of that being a container of
1: safety for them. Yes, because if that works for you, if vacation sex works for you, amazing. Amazing.
0: So this isn't saying good, bad situation.
1: No. Vacation sex is good or bad. Yeah, it's more like looking at it going, it's not a requirement of a good vacation. Mm. And it doesn't mean anything about
0: you or your marriage if having vacation sex isn't something that you want or exactly
1: delights you or works for you or your relationship. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with not having sex on vacation. There's nothing wrong with having sex on vacation. It's just a very interesting thing that no one no one's uh, it's like when you go out to on vacation and everyone assumes you're going to go out to eat on vacation but now in the world of airbnb you don't necessarily have to do that because there's a kitchen right there and that doesn't discredit my vacation in any way or say you don't like eating you know i love to eat you know, I'm just not going to the restaurant. I might love to have sex, but I might not want it on this vacation. And there's just this, I think just this implication that we always have that that's what's going to happen on vacation. But who said that's what makes a vacation? Mm. I, I feel like I just triggered some thoughts and you're you're processing them.
0: Yeah. It all boils down to these unsaid Cultural things, the little nudge, nudge, wink, wink
1: Mm -hmm. that happens
0: in our culture, but no one ever actually talks about it.
1: Correct.
0: Like the weirdness for me, anyways, of having sex in a space that isn't my home, where I don't feel safe, where I'm feeling the vibe of all the people who have been in that room. I'm in an unfamiliar territory. The bed sheets feel weird. I'm thinking about all the other people who have had sex (laughs) on that bed. And feeling the energy and the strangeness and then coupled with that cultural pressure even just going down to a hotel lobby and having people wander about am I just making this all up or is this
1: a thing do other people think this that's what I'm wondering I'm thinking I don't know that's a good question I don't think I typically think about what other people have done in the room except like when I first go in the room and I'm like oh is it clean you know but then in the moment like when I'm going to bed I usually don't but I can say that I'm 100 positive that there are other women out there who think the same as you because I'm what I'm finding is just because like you might think that way and I might not, but I think there's all sorts of different reasons that people might not want to have vacation sex. One could be, you're just tired. If you're doing a vacation where you want to do sightseeing and you're walking and you get back to your hotel and you know, look at your little Fitbit or what, I probably shouldn't have name dropped a thing. This is not sponsored by, <laughs> but you know, you look down and you say, oh my gosh, I just did 25,000 steps today. Yeah, that's the right number. I was thinking of <laughs> You might not have the energy to want to have sex. You might be like, I'm really tired. I just want to snuggle and fall asleep.
0: Yeah. That's okay, too. So let's list and validate all the reasons why vacation sex maybe isn't the best idea. Yes. Because not discrediting, again, if it works for you, but because we, the, the cultural expectation and pressure is so great.
1: We need to offer another option. Yes. Because if I'm going to, if I go on vacation and full disclosure, I have both had vacation sex and not had vacation sex. So Mm -hmm. I I'm not pro one side or the other. Um, but it's, where was I going with this thought? Oh, if I go on vacation and I have sex, not going to be feeling guilty about it. If I go on vacation and I don't have sex, I previously always felt guilty about that. That's it.
0: That's it. One is held in high esteem and validates you as a sexual woman and that the fact that your marriage is hot and doing well and healthy, which is having it, And the other says that you're kind of a boring relationship or there's something wrong with you. You're a prude. You got, you didn't prioritize it. But I think it speaks more to this vitality in yourself and in your marriage. So that's what we want to combat here. So we talked about a couple of reasons why it may not work. Number one just being in a different foreign environment. So not feeling that level of comfort, that level of safety, which is such a different narrative than what we usually get. Normally when we talk about sex in our culture, it's spice things up, more exciting, new locations. That's the, that's what's going to add to the intensity and the eroticism and the Mm.
1: yes (laughs) yes you know what I'm talking about exactly I I don't think there's a word for it but yeah where it's just it's going to add that extra adrenaline kick
0: yeah that's why I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before but we were on a cruise in which we did not have sex we can talk about Mm -hmm. that but they had this uh, couples thing on stage where the couples are getting to know each other. I thought there's a classic TV show like a game oh. show. The isn't it the Newlywed Game? Yes, but it was mm-hmm. for married couples. Oh, okay, and, so yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions, one of the spouse leaves and they come back and see if the question the answers line up. And one of the questions was, "Where did you do Whoopi?" <laughs> There's so many issues I have with this and my poor teenage daughters were just like mom don't say anything mom be quiet
1: <laughs> cuz get up and grab the mic
0: Let feel me. Yeah, I'm like first off you're a grown man if you're going to talk about sex can we just use the word instead of whoopee and if you're going <laughs> to use a word can we use a better one right but And so we had this public question from these couples, which was really a barometer of how exciting and enticing their relationship was. And it had to do not with comfort, not with safety, not with pleasure, but location
1: of your sexual activity. What? I'm getting more. It's funny. When you first said it, my first reaction was like, Oh, like I could see that being a question. Like I was just like, yep, that was the question. But the more you talk about it, I'm getting angry and annoyed because why would I ever, it's just another thing of that society that like I didn't even realize I've been in it until just this one moment. And I go, how on earth is you having sex on the Eiffel Tower, which is probably illegal, versus you having sex in your bedroom at home? How on earth does that, make one better than the other
0: or, yeah, or
1: prove that, you get a gold star. Ex- exactly.
0: The funny part was there was a, a young ish couple, mm-hmm. but I mean, we have a stereotypical idea about couples and what they look like and who's going to have good sex. Would you agree with me? Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll have another podcast where we talk about that. Okay. So, <laughs> They're going to be thin, athletic, and good looking. Would you agree that that's sort of the cultural? Yes, yeah. If you see a thin, athletic, good looking, youngish couple, I young-ish, was about to say they
1: the younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: younger, they don't have gray hair. They're not overweight. They're not um, they don't have disabilities. They they're just looking like in the, the peak health and also just really attractive because we, you know, connect attractiveness with sexual pleasure, which is another topic. So there was this couple on stage and they were the youngest category because they choose sort of categories. And the question was asked and it happened to be on the cruise ship balcony. <laughs> And you could tell they were both sort of alarmed by the question and and also both baffled by telling this to a whole audience. (laughs) And then, you know, the game show ends and you're still on the boat with all these people walking the hallways. And so I overheard the couple because we disembarked in the same group as them. They were talking about the looks that they were getting And the man in particular said he'd been getting high fives by other men. No. But I tell you, the perception of this couple changed dramatically in my mind. Suddenly, I saw them as a better couple, a connected couple, a fun couple, Mm -hmm. an exciting couple. And this is with all my education and understanding about what real sex really is. And it was funny because I've got older kids and so we, they were there. And so we had a conversation about what would that, on the ground? (laughs) Did they pull out some
1: pillows? (laughs) What is this about? Right, can we, how did this work out? Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. And you're right. And I think that brings you to a really good point when you said that even for you, like this is your life's work and you've had so much training on this. I think that's a good thing for the listeners to hear though, is that this takes work and this is hard and there's, it's constant. You're never going to say, look at like, you're not saying, I'm Jana, I know all the answers. You're like, wow, I got hit down by that one again. Mm -hmm. And then we just pick ourselves back up. You're like, okay, well, next time if I'm in a game show, you know, I'm going to have my little filter on and be aware of what, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's, it's so, it just so
0: surrounds us it's just yes. constantly and without, um, vigilance and without opening our eyes constantly. I think that's how I feel all the time is that I'm always having to just open them, open them. They don't necessarily stay open for that long. And it's so easy to just get sucked back in. So I think we had started with
1: comfort and safety. Yeah, comfort and
0: safety. And the, one of the reasons why it may not work is that you don't feel comfortable in your environment. Have you ever had experiences like that where maybe your husband initiated something or you were thinking in your mind, maybe we should have sex in this place and you weren't
1: feeling comfortable? Gosh. I I feel like, yes. Like my gut is saying, absolutely. My brain's thinking, what's a specific example of when this might've happened? <laughs> I think for me, one would be, and and this is just me personally, but if there would be a, a trip where there might be other family members in the general vicinity and for some people that thrill is exciting but I'm not an adrenaline seeker mm-hmm. outside like I don't I don't want to go skydiving I don't need that kick so I can see how that would work for some people but for me that's not there so that makes me fearful and stressed out which turns out fear and stress do not lead to a good sexual connection and so I think that's definitely part of it is you know being worried like that's part of the environment is I'm not feeling safe to just let go and be me I I have my guard up
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that was our experience in the cruise we were in a little room and bunk beds above our bed and our kids are older so they explicitly said please do not have sex in this room (laughs) and that's amazing we are going to honor that right right it's their comfort level too and it's their home for the week as well and we were kind of thinking well maybe if They went out with their grandparents or something like that, but it just never, never felt right. Never, the opportunity never came and that's okay. That's okay. And I have to still reassure myself that that's okay. Yes. Amazing. I've been in other situations where, yeah, that I felt the energy of the room and I, I've tried to have a new sexual experience and I've sort of fought through the feelings of this doesn't feel right. I'm feeling some weird energy in this space. I th- These pillows are too thick. What's with such thick pillows in
1: hotel rooms? They're massive.
0: Yeah. Huge. How can people sleep in those like kinked neck sort of situation
1: I guess people can't see us but we're imitating how you would look yeah
0: just hot cold different temperatures scratchy sheets exactly yeah
1: and even something as simple as you know you want to get up and use the restroom after I'm like, I want to just be able to get out of bed and walk and not be like, ooh, my feet are touching this ground. I probably should put on my slippers first before I walk to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. you know, and oh, I'm touching the faucet. I know they cleaned it. So that's definitely part of it.
0: Yeah. So having people around and hearing you, I feel like that's a whole other podcast topic. We need to be writing these topics down. Having people hear you have sex. Yes, all the cultural stuff, the weird cultural stuff about that, because we have all these expectations that you would be having it. Yes. then we don't want anyone to hear us, right. So strange. We need to walk around with these silent boxes or something that we can climb in and have this hot erotic loud sex in.
1: Yes., oh, I feel like I have a story that would go with that. Okay, we're right I'm gonna bookmark that. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get this, totally sidetracked. But in terms of the sex, in terms of the sex, <laughs> ah, vacation sex, a lot of times I'm thinking hotel. Another thing that could be bearing is just the stress of the expectation. I don't know if you've talked about it yet in the, some of the other episodes, but just that you have to, if you feel that you have expectations to perform, it can be a lot harder to perform. And Society has taught us that when you go to a hotel room, you're going to have on that spicy lingerie. And so you have this image, right? Of, you know, I need to seduce you coming in from this business trip and like sit on the bed and like be all, but that's not me. And again, that might work for someone. They might love going and putting on lingerie and, you know, doing some type of role play in the hotel room, but that's not me. And so I think a lot of what we're getting back at is you have to do what actually feels right for you, because it's totally, it's wonderful if that works for you. But for me, I feel this expectation of, should I brought lingerie? Do I even like lingerie? And it's like just bringing back all these expectations that, you know, if you're going to meet up in a hotel room, it's going to be hot and spicy and really quick, must have you right now. And That might not be the case. Yeah, or
0: hey, let's pretend that we don't know each other and we meet each other at the bar and you pick me up. And I've never actually done that. But I've considered doing it because that was the storyline about how you have good sex as you make it really sort of dangerous. Yes. That's dangerous to do that, that, Lisa. (laughs) Yeah.
1: it is dangerous. But I also like, I like the word dangerous. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm like, that's correct. Is that the more dangerous and risky your sex is, this is not reality, but that is what society is telling us. That takes it back to that location. That was risky to have it on the, the boat balcony, right? Very risky and dangerous, but that is all of a sudden what makes it really hot.
0: Even though I can't seem to contemplate how they did it in a way that was comfortable. Right. Because it was very windy.
1: (laughs) That's a lot (laughs) of know. So basically, if you're listening to this podcast and you had sex on the balcony of a boat, please reach out to Janice. I honestly had to hold
0: myself back from going to that couple and just sitting them down and be like, "Hey, I do this for a living. Thanks. This is my profession. Can we just talk this through a little bit?" I really love it. It'd be great. <laughs> Did you lay down a blanket? Were there it, pillows? Were there right. were there people in the room? Did you close the blinds? Yeah. Were you worried someone was going to open the door at any time?
1: Oh, that's a was good it one. Though. Cold. All of these things are like like these are all things that we would be listing that you might be that might be why you're not having vacation sex.
0: Was there a outlet to plug in your vibrator? Did you did you bring out the condom and lube? Did you? Yeah. No, where'd you put it after? Did everyone have an orgasm, or was it just this hot, quick thing that was almost? this enticing thing in the woman's brain. This is, I'm assuming the man always orgasms, yeah. unfortunately. <clears throat> um, was it this exciting thing that was happening in this woman's brain, but that at the end of it, she was actually just all cramped and uncomfortable.
1: Oh, Jana, now I really want to talk to her. I really want to talk fu- to her. Because now I want to know, because now all of a sudden I'm like, right? Even at, my mind is just spinning really fast. That up until this point in this conversation, I never once thought, was it a good sexual experience for both of them? I never once thought that. I thought they had sex on the balcony, therefore it must have been amazing. Yeah. Never once did I stop to think, but was it good? Like maybe they also felt really uncomfortable because maybe it wasn't. Maybe they felt uncomfortable when they were doing it. And now they're like, oh, well, now we have to fess up to everybody. And now they have
0: this. It's false advertising. Mm -hmm. Because of the location dangerous combination. And everyone going, ooh, and clapping and high-fiving the guy. Like, because he got some on a balcony.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, That's not true. It's a facade. Well, we don't know right we don't no, know
1: we don't know it may could go either way I hope it was pleasure. wonderful for both of them and they yeah. love that really sharp cold breeze of the ocean whipping up on them I mean it was a cruise to Alaska so <laughs> well, chilly. <laughs> it was cold yeah
0: but maybe the the there was a little sun so maybe it was a sunny day and it warmed her skin and there was a lot of blankets and pillows right and maybe all- they really went The whole nine yards, it Maybe if she did use a vibrator, it was battery operated. Mm -hmm. And maybe there was nobody in the room. Maybe the door was locked and they felt really safe. And it was just this wonderful sensory experience like we talked about in the previous episode, episode number seven. Exactly.
1: And I hope that that is what it was, but it's so fascinating to me sitting here that that my assumption was it was that experience. But the more we talk, I'm wondering, reality is, was it actually that experience? And unfortunately, like my gut is worried that it wasn't, only based on my historical and the other women that I have started to talk to, that a lot of times it's not always this positive experience.
0: Mm-mm. I think it's a high percentage that it was in a super pleasurable experience. Now, can you get pleasure from that dangerous element? I think so. Fear and excitement actually are very closely linked. Uh, pain and pleasure are also very closely linked. And so not just sort of in the, in the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows? This isn't really a judgment call on that. It's more of a cultural. Um, yes. Sort of. Exposing this cultural thing around vacation sex, around location, and
1: all this unsaid, weird stuff. And sometimes said stuff to kind of keep going into, as we had talked briefly, uh, that I just came back from a vacation. And we talk about unsaid. So it was unsaid slash said. And I was recently traveling overseas and a co-worker was talking to me a couple days before just chatting um when I told her where I was going she said "Ooh!" and we said we were leaving our son behind and she goes "Ooh, you're gonna go make a sibling and I was like Haha, no <laughs> because we are not having any more children but I thought what a strange thing For someone to say to anyone, but just did I say this on the last podcast? No, you told
0: me me afterwards or during that's what spurred on this topic, this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And so, and I remember thinking though, now with where I'm at now in my sexual journey with my husband, is that then when we were on this vacation, we there was zero expectation of sex. So I was like, we're not going to have sex. There's no expectation of sex. And one of the dates that we were traveling would have been our scheduled exploration date, which is something that I'm sure has come up maybe before on the podcast, but it's a time, a scheduled time for sex. And I said, we're not doing it that, that day, like this, just no. And then it was maybe part, part of the way through the vacation and just in this really beautiful setting. And my husband says he wants to take a shower together. Which historically, if that happens on vacation, like that's like the gateway, right? Mm-hmm. Like they want to get you in. You know, this is what they want to happen. And so I immediately was like, oh, like, I don't want to. And then I was like, well, I don't really care if I take a shower together. But, like, it's not going anywhere. So I was like, as long as you know it's just the shower. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And then as we're showering, and, of course, he gets a little excited and, you know, wants to do, like, okay, I'll soap your body. You soap mine. And as he was, like, soaping my legs, I said, no, I'm going to do my own legs. Because that felt like that felt too leading into like, I'm gonna wanna start kissing your body. And I did not want that. And I felt zero guilt about saying, no, I'm gonna wash my own legs. And I felt not bad about it after, like I did read the room a little bit where I was like, are you okay afterwards? He's like, yeah, I just like, you know, miss your body. And I said, okay, well you knew going into this, And I was like, you need to, like, tell me, like, we had to have this really open communication. And I said, but you knew that wasn't going to happen, right? And, like, that's, I just didn't want to do that. And he goes, yeah, no, no, no. Like, they're, like, we're totally good. Like, my expectations. And we had this little conversation after. But again, it was having that communication. And then I didn't think about it again the entire trip. Like, I got dressed. And I went on my way. And I had a great day. And we had still had this little bit of connection And an intimate moment, right? It's an intimate moment to take a shower with someone else. But I felt empowered to put that boundary in place to say, nope, I'm going to soap where I feel more comfortable. And so that was really neat for me to be like, I got this. But then the biggest thing is not only saying it, but not thinking about it again after. Because before I met you and took your course and started learning about all this, I mean, this was what, two weeks ago? I probably still today would be stressed about it. Like, oh my gosh, he had this expectation. I let him down. And he doesn't want to have really like sex with me if I don't want to. Like now I know all of these things and we've since been back and we had an exploration date, and it was really great, and really passionate, which passionate doesn't necessarily mean it's great, but it was just an enjoyable experience for both of us. And neither of us are looking back on our vacation going, well, gee, why didn't we do that on our vacation? You know? And so it's just, but there have been times too, where we have had sex on vacation. Like it's been the complete opposite story. And I think the thing is just being empowered to say no, and then not feeling guilty about it. Oh my gosh. That is all it's,
0: it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. And that level of well you brought it up before the pressure is so huge the cultural pressure the pressure from your husband and that internal pressure too it's not like you have cultural pressure isn't this radio frequency in your brain that's like you must have that it's it's internal (laughs) it's this guilt you feel and this brokenness you feel and this should i do it today should we do it tonight is this a good time but i'm really really tired can i get horny now we really have to have sex now. I think he's getting bored. I think he really wants this. It's just this non-stop voice yes. in our head and which can ruin a vacation.
1: Oh,
0: 100%. All that time and money and energy, all the prep work, all the anticipation, all of that work that goes into having a vacation can be just totally side railed by this unnecessary <laughs> expectation that doesn't doesn't make or break a relationship like it's it it's really right. sort of a nice little thing to have if it happens and wouldn't,
1: wouldn't you say and I think it could be argued that I want to be careful how I say this because again it's not It's not about having sex. It's being empowered to make the decision that's right for both of you in that moment. And I would argue that if the two of you have that communication and say, this isn't right for both of us in this moment, you, in fact, are a stronger couple than what you were maybe your previous vacation when one of you is like, "Uh, fine, I'll just try it. Like, you've actually, you've still bonded by not having sex in a weird way, which is not something we ever celebrate, you know? It's, you know, we celebrate not having sex, right? Society's like, chastity, you know, that's the only way to not have a baby. Um, And, you know, all these things that were, society is spinning and, but I'm very connected to him because now we've had that really intimate, to sit down and like talk to someone and say, We are not going to be having sex. I look forward to it at this other time. Like, that's a very intimate thing to be using words around, just using words about sex. Just using words.
0: Just because none of this is usually talked about. Exactly. very silent. And even, hey, let's have a shower together, isn't, would you like to have a sexual experience right now together? Right. So it's never spoken about, but it's there. It's the elephant in the room. It creates all this pressure. There's all this cultural expectation. And so for goodness sakes, people communicate about sex. And But I mean, I say that like it's a simple thing to do, but it's not. Oh, it's so
1: hard. It's, it's so, so hard. hard. It's
0: awkward. We're not taught how to do it. It's and I will. Weird is,
1: and, it is. And for the listeners, like when I hear like, oh, and then I said this in the shower, my brain before I said no, I'm going to soak my own legs was like freeze. I don't like this clamming up. I don't want to be having sex. I don't want it to lead. The quick panic that goes to your mind. And meanwhile, I, was, I mean, it's all taking, and I was very safe. He would not, you know, obviously push himself on me in any way, but like this thought process is still going through. But then that little new brain, those new pathways that I'm forming said, you can say no. And I was like, Oh, right. (laughs) I can do that. I'm going to do this myself. And then, and it was that simple, but it's continually practicing and fighting through those thoughts. So it's not like magically in the same, you know, for you on your vacation, I'm sure you have experienced that where you go, wait, Jana, like, it's okay. I don't have to have sex here. Uh, I'm not feeling comfortable. Speak up and say my, the room, I'm feeling this energy from something else. I'm not comfortable but like we still like you still have to fight it like you're still going to be thinking those other thoughts yeah it's
0: I don't ever want to give this impression that it's an easy simple thing to do
1: because we're up against just so much so much as women and you don't want your partner either not that you're afraid of your partner but like I don't want to say anything in particular that's going to upset my partner if you're with a partner because you like them like you don't want to go out of your way to upset them you know i've made your worst meal ever and i would like you to eat it and i burned it for you uh you know you don't want that so it's not like that's hard to still go and say something that you think well this might upset them a little bit yeah it's but then really you have to remind difficult. yourself yeah you know even just you sharing
0: that that sort of freed you up to have an intimate moment in the shower together that did lead to some pleasure and connection Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about it's creating this zero pressure full of safety experience and that's what communicating ahead of time gives you I'll almost always say we're not going to have sex on our vacation because then that is just super clear and then it frees me up to have moments that are that are just moments that don't have to lead anywhere, that don't have full of pressure. We went on a vacation once to an island nearby and they had this mud, mud bath couple. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went into this little sort of cabin, which was separate from the rest of the spa. It was in the winter because it was our anniversary and we got we got married in the winter. And it was a separate little room with this slate in the middle, like almost like a platform slate area where you could sit and it was heated. And then you got this, these two tubs of, I don't know, mineral, clay, muddy, whatever. And they were scented and it was just one room and it had a rain shower as well and towels and nice smells and so you essentially just sat on this heated slate thing and rubbed
1: mud all over each other <laughs> does it and then i'm curious does it dry then on your skin it does
0: but it's it's very it was very warm i'm a very sensitive person and it was very comfortable for me it was very okay. it was really lovely and because we had talked about that we weren't going to have sex on this vacation i was able to fully ah. enjoy the sensory experience of it the warmth the touch i would rub i rubbed a lot on my own body enjoying that sensation i, I he did a little bit but i don't typically like a lot of rubbing motion on my body Mm -hmm. So I did a lot on his, like his back, he laid down, we laid on the heated slate together and then it sort of dried and then standing under that heated rain shower and feeling it come off and the smoothness of the skin and the eucalyptus scent. It was just fantastic.
1: Okay. I have to say this, I feel like is more, of what like erotica should be yes like I'm like that was a sexual experience it was a sexual experience but no
0: genitals were involved yes no pinching or sucking of nipples were involved right no sort of kink or
1: pain or
0: tying up or you know anything was like you can
1: I don't know I'm sure the other listeners are because like I can feel it like in my body I feel that pleasure associated with what you're talking about like i'm yeah. like, that would be so pleasurable and you're right cuz then you're not worried about going well do we have to you know get our genitals involved right now or can we yeah. just and and you could have if you know you felt like it but like that was a like It just sounds like such a, now I'm like, I want to go do that. Like, it just sounds like it
0: was so, so pleasurable. It was so pleasurable. And we put on our robes and then we walked into the main area and they gave us tea and we sat down. It was like by a cozy fireplace. It was just such a lovely experience. And I want to be super real. There was a thought in my head towards the end of, I think we had a brief discussion about how many people had had sex in that room. And then there was a moment where I did feel in, in, inadequate, that my experience wasn't that, that it didn't check off a box, that other hot and spicy and
1: more attractive couples would experience, you know? And I'm thinking, too, that, and again, this is just because it's ingrained in us, that society. I don't know if, you know, where you go and they have the robes and then the little coffee or tea, I assume at least a worker was then there maybe, but I'm like, yeah, they
0: guided us. They guided us to the room. They brought us the tubs of clay and they, I asked if we could get naked because I wasn't sure the protocol, if we had brought bathing suits, cause I didn't know. How. Right. And she said, yeah, no problem. There was no wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nothing very professional.
1: But now thinking back on <laughs> <I mean, laughs> Well, that's what I was thinking is I'm like, you know what? You two probably came out of there so you probably looked like what we all imagine that Holly would look of just having sex mm. because you had connected so much and had this great pleasurable moment that you both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so to someone who's still to anybody who has that society ingrained is driving around. You know, they really just, you know, and oh you're like, God. no, yeah, we did. We had a great sexual connection. It's just not what you think just happened. And so it just, that's really, now I'm like, I have to readjust how I'm looking at other couples. Cause I realized that, well, I'm adjusting myself and my expectations of what I am in our marriage and how we work that I haven't yet switched to apply that to other couples outside of you and John, because you guys share things frequently with with people. So but you know, I need to start thinking about that that when I see this couple that's really connected and really that little lovey lovey, like, you know, little blush on the cheeks, like a natural blush. That could be for so many reasons of pleasure. And it's could very easily not be because of what society has taught us must the penis must have given that, you know beautiful glow and you're like hmm, no Peter said had nothing to do with this it was, the mud. <laughs> yeah, it was the mud yeah it's <laughs> all the mud oh oh my gosh okay I
0: feel like our conversation is sort of wrapping up here and we're yes. at the time do we want to do a little recap a little
1: summary yeah I feel like in summary don't feel bad about your choices and it's okay not to have vacation sex and it's okay to have it Mm -hmm. it's like just yeah it's funny that I think in summary about vacation sex is having communication ahead of time and giving yourself permission to not have it and then even if you say I'm not gonna have it and then in that moment you're like you know what I do want to just have that clear communication that it's like you know, and then I do try to do that like, hey, I know I said no sex, but I really would like to do this. And, you know,
0: mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, okay. You
1: yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, generally speaking, generally,
0: generally speaking, the husbands that we, this, that this, how do I say this? There's an audience for this podcast. Yes. Of women who are married to men who want to enjoy, want, who want to want and enjoy sex, but aren't yet. Yes. And so generally speaking, the men that they are married to would be good to go. Uh, Correct. Not in all situations, but... Right. Yeah. So let's just take the pressure off. Vacations are for leaving pressures. Vacations are for experiencing new cultures and experiences Vacations can be a great time for friendship in a relationship for having. Yes.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. And putting the pressure on it to be a container for quote unquote, hot, spicy, dangerous <laughs> sex. <laughs> um, it's too much. It's-, it's too much. Thank you, Lisa, for exploring this topic with me today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk soon in the next one. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, it has a little button that says latest episodes if you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews there's a little purple writing thing that <laughs> says write a review if you click on that it will ask you to give it a five stars actually you can put any stars but five is what i would love and put a title and then write your review thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and i really am so grateful if you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you you can go to janet dentonhouse.com wanting it more to sign up for the wait list to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it.
1: I'll see you next one.